Medicine Wheel Podcast is a space created to share valuable information about the evolution of human consciousness, the journey to self-healing and inner knowledge. Our mission is to explore ancient wisdom, sacred plant medicines, and shamanic energy practices. Initiate with us the warrior's path and allow yourself to write your own story, become your own healer, and dissolve within in order to create outside the reality that you want. Welcome to another episode of Medicine Wheel Podcast. Today, I have a beautiful friend as a guest. It makes me very happy to share this space with her, but also to share a conversation on today's topic. Uh, her name is Tana. I have shared many medicine circles with her. She has completed the first threshold from the School of Chamanic Initiation with Chava. She is also a combo practitioner in the Austin area. Thanks so much for being here today. And the topic is what happens when we start healing emotional wounds. Thank you so much for being here, Tana. Thank you, Jessica, for inviting me. It's an honor. We all have things that we have been carrying with us on many different levels, things we have experienced as children and then as adults. Breakups, deaths of loved ones, divorce, abuse, rape, bullying, failures, disappointments, humiliation. It varies so much because we all are so different and we somatize experiences in many different ways. So I feel that an important aspect is not to compare and not minimize our experiences. Maybe because you were not raped or shot at, your parents didn't abandon you, or you haven't experienced the death of a children of yours, doesn't mean that your wound is less important. However, we must be aware of our emotional wounds and avoid ignoring them. Because the longer we wait to heal them, the more they will persist to stay here with us. When we live with these wounds without addressing them in order to heal, we constantly experience situations that recreate our pain and cause us to put on multiple masks of fear to avoid pain. And maybe you haven't even recognized your wounds as an emotional wound. But if you are constantly angry, in pain, or sad, well, maybe it's time to start asking yourself, what is the root of the problem? We have said it before in previous episodes, but the importance of questioning ourselves in order to locate and begin to heal is crucial. Make the unconscious conscious so that you can start doing things differently. We have heard so many times that we need to be happy. We live on that constant seeking for happiness. We definitely think that happiness is the reason why we are all here in this planet, but it is also important to give space to the other emotions as well, not suppress them. And we were, you know, thought to suppress our feelings. Growing up, we would hear, if you're crying, then go to your room. If you're going to cry at the store, don't do it here, please, because it is embarrassing. So we were always trying to suppress feelings, not to not embarrass the people around us. So it is important to open space to all the emotions and give them the time to heal, to understand and to learn from them, and then heal them to let them go. In my experience, it has been believing what others thought of me. When I was in high school, 
I remember that one of my teachers gave me this nickname because I was always so distracted. So uh, in my own little world all the time. So he called me Limbo. And everyone during high school called me that. So I started to become very insecure and not taking myself seriously because I believed that the perceptions of others were important and defined me. I'm very thankful for today's episode because I feel it will allow us to start to understand from where we want to heal based on our own perceptions of the person we want to become. So again, Tana, thank you so much for being here. Uh, And in your experience, how did you recognize an emotional wound? And when did you decide that it was time to start healing yourself? Thank you, Jessica. I think in my experience, I needed to understand that it was an emotional wound in the first place. I didn't have that language. And my experience started about 10 years ago uh, in another episode of, I guess, what most people would call dysfunction or discord in my marriage. It kind of suddenly occurred to me that it can't possibly always be his fault. I may be contributing to this somehow. It was a pretty big realization for me, uh, an aha moment, and I was 30 years old when this happened. I had lived most of my life up to that point feeling like everything was someone else's fault. I was very much a victim of circumstance, very much uh, blaming other people. Uh, fast forward you know, some seven, eight years from there, and I was coming out of another significant relationship, and and I realized that I have far more responsibility for what's happening in my life than what I was traditionally willing to accept. And I can I can see now that the pendulum swung pretty far in the opposite direction from not wanting to take any responsibility for what I was seeing in my external life to taking all of the responsibility for it, but in a very negative way. And I can say that today I, I take responsibility for what I see in my external life. Uh, but not in that negative, self-deprecating way. And that's, that's kind of been my journey uh, in, in understanding that the emotions that I'm experiencing are almost always, I haven't found an instance yet where they're not tied back to some emotional wound from a long time ago. Some scenario in my early childhood where I sort of crossed signals and then I walked with that signal. I grew up feeling very um, devalued. I grew up feeling very objectified. Mm. Uh, Lots of different circumstances that I can look back in my early life and I understand them now as an emotional wound, but I carried those with me into my adult life and they became this unconscious, subconscious ruler of my behavior. They established my patterns. And, and they were wreaking havoc all over my personal and professional relationships. I feel that when, when we are kids, all we want to be is loved, seen, accepted. And when those needs are not met, we do whatever it takes to get them. And we can build a character to achieve those things based on what we believe is acceptable. Later in life, we can call them toxic relationships, sex, drugs, excess of work, overall toxic behaviors. 
So do you believe that there are wounds that we can carry to our adulthood from our childhood that become self-destructive patterns? Yep, I absolutely do. That's That's been my experience and it's what I've discovered as I've placed my feet square on this path is that every every emotion that I experience uh, and I I guess in this path I have to this point mostly looked at the negative emotions that I experience but I do like I said I can tie them back to something that happened in early childhood uh, my family held and lived very traditional gender roles which I received as women being undervalued or less valuable than men. Uh, I was sexually assaulted when I was 15, um, leaving me feeling a lot of fear surrounding expressing my feminine nature. Those, some of those circumstances and events that happened that imprinted on me, and then, yes, I walked forward into my life, and, and those came out in so many fearful, angry ways and affected so many of my, all of my relationships really. And how did you start this journey to self-healing and what tools have you used to find your inner medicine? Starting the journey to self-healing for me and my experience was largely coming to terms with the idea of getting comfortable with vulnerability and accountability in a way that wasn't destructive to myself. That was the beginning for me, just being willing to be vulnerable and hold myself accountable. It was after that uh, that I found a path which included plant medicine, and my journey really accelerated at that point. It was, it was beginning to walk with plant medicine and being shown, you know, plant medicine has a very unique ability to kind of bring you home to yourself or show you aspects of yourself Mm -hmm. from a perspective and in a way that you've not, I had not yet been able to encounter. And that's, that's really where my path forward kind of catapulted. And I was able to see a lot of these things as emotional wounds. Once you, you experience with, the plant medicine was it mostly like seeing those things from from outside or from a different perspective for me uh, walking with plant medicine was like seeing these things from a multitude of different perspectives mm-hmm. it was seeing it from within it was seeing it from without it was such an intimate walk with uh, with an entheogen it was it is as if that medicine knows me better than I know myself. It, in fact, even knows how to show me myself. Mm-hmm. In the per- it speaks my language, and it's also been my experience that this, these tools work directly with each of us in very unique ways. It's going to work with me differently than it works with someone else is, is kind of how I've experienced it, and I'm extremely grateful to have found a tool that can speak to me in a way that I can actually interpret and understand if I'm willing to. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that it's also very common to see ourselves as victims and we blame others for what we live. Uh, 
and those wounds that we carry. In what ways this journey to self-knowledge show you how to stop being a victim and forgive yourself for carrying that pain with you for so long? But uh, going back a little bit with what you were saying about being sexually assaulted, because in understanding that we are not victims and getting out of that victimization, how do you address that sexual assault in that sense of not seeing yourself as a victim? That was a tough one for me. That that event left me very, in so many outward and loud, but also very subtle ways, terrified to express my femininity. And I, it, it's taken a lot of work and I have been very grateful to have teachers. I, I really don't know that I would have been able to make the progress that I've made had I not had someone that's gone before me or walked these steps before me. And I know that this medicine is, you know, we become our own shaman and we heal ourselves. In my personal experience, I've needed help with that. I've, I've needed to be shown kind of where to place my feet. And in terms of the sexual assault, I, I can see the medicine in it now. I can see the kind of the words that I etched into my soul after that happened and it, how I maybe got it a little bit wrong. You know, I walked with a lot of shame and anger. Uh, I, I blamed myself. I had so many questions uh, that they just don't serve me anymore. And I've, through the work with the shamanic initiation teachings, I understand myself as an existence and I understand myself as someone who has a right to be here and purpose and uh, for to, to just give that right away because a circumstance happened to me doesn't serve me anymore. It's not who I am. That's part of who I'm not. Mm -hmm. So I have, I've been given the gift of conscious choice over being a victim to that and constantly feeling objectified when when someone describes me as physically attractive or you know hot whatever it, it's I, I can feel objectified but I have a choice in that um, I just even in standing in my closet and trying to decide what I'm gonna wear for the day I'm no longer afraid of choosing something that is feminine uh, this body is my biology I'm leaving it behind when I leave here I understand that it's not it's not who I am. Also, when I started on this journey, I started to see the complete dark side of myself. Things I neglected for so long, things that I disliked about myself and never knew how to even begin to address that. It was painful but necessary. I understood how badly I was lying to myself and how I was not even close to build the life that I wanted. I felt like a mediocre photographer. I felt like I didn't have enough talent to become an actress. When I was studying theater, I didn't find that place. And always insecurity felt like my way of living and self-doubt, but also a lot of conformity in that justification to, to stay the same. When you started this journey, what did you see in yourself and in what person have you become? When I started this journey, a lot of what I saw in myself was doubt and, and being undervalued, and I was able to directly relate that to my 
experience in my formative years. Uh, the traditional gender roles that I grew up with told me the way I interpreted them was women should not, women can't, women ought not to, you know, all of these things. And uh, when, when I first came onto this path, Shaba said something to me regarding, uh, I, I don't see myself as a whole being. I see myself as a being with a castrated penis, somehow inherently missing something. And what I've been learning through the, the rituals and the actions that I've been taking is that I, I am a whole being. I, there's nothing missing. But it's been a long series of encountering different uh, scenarios and different ways in which I have unconsciously doubted myself. I've unconsciously undervalued myself. I've, I've held these patterns and beliefs that have really held me down. And I'm grateful to have had the opportunity to encounter some of these these more negative aspects because also through working with plant medicine and going through the teachings I've been learning that I am whole there is nothing missing I I have light within me uh, I have value and I'm safe in expressing that in fact it's it's such an amazing gift to be able to express it uh, it's you know there's no one else in the world just like me, so if I don't shine my light, the world's gonna be missing one. <laughs> I feel that there might be people who are carrying pain and wounds, but maybe haven't been able to locate them or to face them. What would be your advice to the people to find courage and to start digging deep? My advice to anyone that's struggling to find the courage to start digging deep is to maybe start with reevaluating how you define courage. I've said many times in my experience, courage has never ever meant the absence of fear. Uh, and for a long time I lived my life thinking that to be courageous, you had to not have fear. Uh, and I found in this, in this path, that's not been true. Anxiety or fear, um, obstacles have always been there. It's more a matter of taking those steps even though you're experiencing fear or anxiety. It is a very scary thing to walk out into the unknown because most of us have lived our life hanging on to these beliefs and patterns not understanding who we would be if we didn't react this way. I don't know who Tana is if she doesn't do that. I don't know who Tana is if she doesn't react that way. And that's a very frightening thing because you're pushed out into the unknown, but the beautiful part about it is you get to reestablish yourself, take a position of yourself, one that you choose and one that benefits you. So my, my advice would be to start with reassessing what courage is and what it is not, and then um, secondary to that, start working on getting getting comfortable with vulnerability and accountability from a healthy perspective. Those those two, vulnerability and accountability, have been two of the most important parts of my journey. I've found that I have to be willing to be vulnerable, and I have to be willing to hold myself accountable from a place of love, and. Uh, and then also from a place of joy and celebration because 
as these layers come off and as we shed away what we learn is who we are not, we're being given this amazing, beautiful gift to begin to define who I am, who we are. Definitely. For me, it's also been about redefining strength. We believe that the more we hold and the more we can carry with us, the more the stronger we are. And the fact is, is that it takes strength to actually let go of those things that are not serving you anymore, that don't have a purpose in your life anymore, and that they're making you not being your best self, even if that sounds very cliche, but is preventing you from from shining and from being who you are. That part of the celebration that you said is is a beautiful aspect because yes, you we need to celebrate who we are in order to be able to even start addressing anything that we have been carrying for so long, the good and the bad. It's like I said, and like we've said before, is is a fun journey, is a very messy journey, but you start shredding those things, it, it becomes a very beautiful way to live. You know, we, we carry so much, and in, in this current situation that we are living right now, I feel like it is very important that we address all the things and we show up and we show up for ourselves because nobody else will the if we stop and and wait for the to come from the outside it's a beautiful thing to start doing it for yourself and and building it for yourself and not waiting for that external factor yeah um come and save you absolutely take responsibility for your own happiness, your own joy, your own peace. Mm -hmm. No one can take that from you unless you hand it away. Exactly. Well, to conclude this episode, I guess I could say that a good first step is to respect yourself. Accept your journey without comparisons. Be patient and be gentle. Sometimes we are too harsh and we forget that we are co-creators of our life. The invitation is that you pay attention and listen to what your body is telling you. Align it with your mind and your heart. Everything is a lesson to be learned, but if you overlook teaching, it will surely come back. Do not wait and let go of the things that no longer serve you. Do not justify yourself for not taking action and do not blame the external factors for what you have or what you are not accomplishing. Only you can open the door and only you can have the medicine. Much love to everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Tana, for your words, for sharing your experience and for opening up to this episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening again. Remember that in order to be healed, you need to become your own healer. See you next time. Again, thank you so much for listening. You can become a subscriber at patreon.com slash Podcast for exclusive information. If you want to know more about retreats, ceremonies, and more, please go to medicinewheelatx.com. You can find Chava on social media at Ayahuasca Healing Experience for information on private consultations and shamanic teachings.